Hello and welcome to History Happened Everywhere. The Verdict. This is our after-show podcast where we look back at the previous episode, The Congo, brackets, Brazzaville. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and check it out, or else there will be spoilers ahead. Oh, Christ. Hello, welcome to History Happened Everywhere. My name is Ryan Weir. I am here in the studio with Petra Godardo. And also with us, we have the lovely Paulinho Dezolino. And what is that supposed to be? Well, I'm not sure what language you were attempting to translate my name into there. I'm trying to give you some better names. Peter and Paul, it's just too boring. Well, I'm sorry. I, 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 I'll, t- I'll tell my parents. I'm sure they won't take offence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell my mum that she's made a horrible mistake. I feel like we've got off on the wrong footing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you get for trying to be cosmopolitan. We left Europe. It's yeah. over. It's too late. <laughs> Fair enough. Stay with your boring names. Paul, what does Dursley mean? Do you know? No idea at all. Right. I just looked it up on the internet and it doesn't have an origin, but D is for dignity. What? E is for eternal. What on earth are you spouting now? R is for rock star. (laughs) S is for superb. L is for loyalty. E is for enthusiasm. And Y is for youthful. (laughs) Several horrible mistakes have been made. (laughs) How how close is that there, Paul? Uh, I think the word bollocks would sum it up nicely. (laughs) Right, Pete, how's your week been? I'm glad you asked, Ryan. I have been re-watching all of the Marvel movies. Give me a shout when you're doing some talk about something else. So I'll just switch off for a moment. How can we bring Paul involved in this conversation? Well, I'm glad you asked that question because I happen to have prepared a Paul Dursley pop quiz about Guardians of the Galaxy. Paul, are you ready for your quiz? <sighs> Go on. Which one of these is a Guardian of the Galaxy? Star Lord, Star Man, or Start Your Engines? The second one. Star Man, incorrect. That right? was David Bowie, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> Next question. The character Groot is made of metal, wood, plastic, or hopes and dreams? The third one. Plastic? No, that's plastic man you're thinking of. (laughs) Easy mistake to make. Ryan, would you care to have a guess? I think Groot is made of wood. Correct. The character Rocket appears to be a sentient animal, but what animal is he? Is he a muskrat, a beaver, a raccoon, or a podcast host? Beaver. You just enjoyed saying that word. Yes, I did. He really relished that, didn't he? <laughs> D is for dignity. <laughs> right, so we're going to move on. We got to, we got a lot to talk about. Pete, you yes. did episode thirty last week. I did. Uh, Congo Brazzaville. Brazzaville. It was so long. Um, I had to listen to it in three bits. It was long, wasn't it? it Hour didn't and need a half. an intermission, didn't it? Was it? A, it was quite it was hefty. Clocked in. But there was a lot to talk about. Well, I'm going to ask you to summarise that hour and a half into just one minute. I am ready. Okay. Go. The Republic of the Congo, or Congo Brazzaville, is a central African country about half the size of France, of which it was a colony up until the 1960s. Became independent in 1960, Marxist in 1970, and sort of democratic in 1992. It was not a comfortable democracy. Disagreements between presidential candidates and their militias, including the Cobras and the Ninjas, led to civil war between 1997 and 1999, and militia control areas of the country to this day. We met Cassie Knight, who told us stories about ninja militia magic, extremely courageous nuns, and one man who escaped the civil war to neighbouring Kinshasa, only to go straight back into the dangers of Brazzaville to help the population there. 
We also met the Sapers, the society of good timers and elegant people who dress up in their finery and walk the streets of Brazzaville because, well, why not? Then we went north with anthropologist Jerome Lewis to meet the Yucca Forest foragers and learn about their lives without leaders but with rules enforced by the mockery of old ladies, their culture of sharing all that they own and the unfortunate consequences of that when the logging companies arrived. We then learned how to hunt an elephant with nothing more than a spear, a magic bracelet and a rousing tune and how to properly celebrate so that the forest can hear you enjoying the bounty it has provided. Last week's episode done, summarised nicely, nice one son, now we're over to a young Dursley who's gonna tell you what he thought of me, he'll take you apart without any care, he's the lovely Paul Dursley, the lovely Paul Dursley. Take a deep breath. <sighs> yeah. Well-earned deep breath. Well done. It's not easy to summarise in a minute, is it? You'd loathe to cut anything out, but you think, well, I haven't got another hour and a half to just do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> People love social media that's only a minute long, or even less. We should do this in a 30-second one. Well, you should People. do it. You should do it like 10 words. That's it. Summarise the whole episode in 10 words. Yeah. Go on, Pete. I'm, gonna, I'm holding my fingers up. Okay. 10 words. Civil War, Ninja Cobras, ouch, elephants, oh, I'm tiny, spear. I, that was too quick, so I, I don't know how many well, it was, was, but exactly. it was a 10. <laughs> Amazing. Well done. <laughs> there we go. So, Paul, what did you think of episode 30, Congo, Brazzaville? I thought it was an interesting episode. It was quite a cerebral episode, actually. It, yeah, it was. I think it was because I had academics on my side, so I sort of leant that way. <laughs> there was less cake baking this time around. <laughs> yes, what was the... There was no USP in this. I did try to get an elephant flank, but it's uh, sadly hard to get hold of yeah. <laughs> in Tesco's. <laughs> well, it's funny you said that because I there was a moment where you were talking about the butterflies in the jungle. And it just goes to show now as part of doing History Happened Everywhere, that whenever you mention a foodstuff, I get a slight chill down my spine that <laughs> you're going to whip something <laughs> out of the bag and force me to eat a little butterfly larvae. <laughs> so, yeah, what else, Paul? Anything else particularly stand out for you in terms of the episode? Put, put it like this, I couldn't find many other factual inaccuracies in it because, you know, there aren't obvious facts about the French Congo, are there? It's a fairly niche subject matter that I would not even, even at extreme general knowledge, probably won't tell you a great deal about. Even someone with your huge brain. So what would I have known about that? I think I, it used to be the French Congo, part of French Equatorial Africa. Did the you know there were two different Congos? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> Just me, you didn't. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it was you and me. Yeah. I knew the capital was Brazzaville. I knew the capital was opposite Kinshasa on the Congo River. In fact, sort of Brazzaville is sort of a suburb of Kinshasa over the other side of the river. What else did I? I know think they about? might be upset to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you consider going? No. Just what the danger level? Uh, I don't think there are very good hotels. <laughs> <laughs> What's the nearest you've been? <laughs> the nearest I've been, I think, is uh, I'd say Victoria Falls. Oh, where's that? Zimbabwe. Oh, on the Zimbabwe-Zambia border. That's sort of across the other side of the sticky down bit, isn't it? Yes, but I think it is. It's probably only about seven or 800 miles away, so it is the closest. You did ask me that as a question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. I was just, uh, just didn't know. 
I didn't understand the answer. So if you wouldn't visit, what about living? Would you fancy giving up everything and taking your family and moving to the Congo to live with some pygmies? If I wouldn't go on holiday there, I certainly wouldn't live there, would I? Oh, I thought you were just saving it. You didn't want to spoil the fun. No, I like a place with a plumbed-in lavatory. Don't we all? That's a that's a motto to live by. Should we get you that embroidered onto a little sampler, pop it on your wall? <laughs> Home is where the plumbing is. <laughs> right, we're off track. Let's bring it back onto track. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, anthropologizing. What was that word <laughs> that I couldn't say? Anthropomorphizing. No, um, that's acting like a human. No, what was the word I was trying to say? I think you were trying to say anthropologizing. Mm, yeah, was I? <laughs> well, I don't think that's a word. Anthropology yeah. is a word. Okay. So, uh, the act of doing anthropology is anthropologizing, surely. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And doing it badly is anthropologizing. (laughs) So Jerome, the anthropologist, he gave up his life to travel to the Congo and live there with his family uh, in and amongst the the forest foragers. Correct. How do you fancy that, Pete? I do not fancy that one iota. Would you like to meet them, though? I would love to meet them. Like, if I was to be able to zip you in and out in a day, have a little wander around. Well, I would love that because I I became quite enamoured of their culture in the the researches that I was doing, all the the joy and the way they deal with conflict. And Mm. it it just really appealed to me hugely as a way of living. So I have a question for you, Paul. How would you fancy a little cultural exchange? Jerome went there and stayed with them. How about if we brought some of the forest foragers and they stayed with you and they could anthropomorphize you? (laughs) They could watch me. Yeah, and learn how you you live. So basically, you just let them... I mean, they're small. They don't take up a lot of room. Famously. <laughs> Do you know what? Joking apart, I think they would be getting incredibly bored. I think, think so. Think, yeah, I should think... They think, oh, yeah, these, these Westerners have got absolutely everything. They don't have to do anything, really, for themselves. I mean, and Pete was Pete was saying that they were stunned by a door. I think they'd find your place fascinating. You've got... You can talk to the, the air and the lights come on. Yeah, but... Uh, okay, but but... But they are human. They have a great capacity or they will have the capacity, as everybody has to say, you know, things like that then become normal and boring. And then they sort of, you know, they they seem to be a very rational uh, group of people. And so, you know, if you're really rational about the stuff that we've got, you sort of say, well, yeah, it really is all a lot of it's pointless. OK, it's very useful, but it can also be frustrating as well, especially when Siri doesn't do what you tell it to. <laughs> other ai servants are available (laughs) (laughs) but you've got uh you've got some forest foragers a family of forest foragers that's not easy a family of forest foragers (laughs) frolicking a family of forest foragers living in your flat frolicking in my flat frolicking in your flat yes you can't ask them any questions how are you going to communicate like how how does this how's this going to work i don't think you've thought this through paul of course, funny enough, I haven't. It's all fun and games until the forest foragers show up, isn't it? And then, like, what am I going to do with them now? We've already watched Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know what else to do. <laughs> I bet they'd be bored with us. 
Whatever Imagine what they'd make of Groot. They'd be like, that that guy, we know him. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be astonished by our capacity to be sad and depressed with all the stuff we've got. Well, yeah, yes, I, yeah, I, you, you, you've said it much better than I have. I think they they get bored with watching us because they just sort of think, well, these people don't do anything. So, what would you do? Like, what what would be your on your itinerary of 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 things to show them to, or would you just go about your daily life and just let them watch you? Well, if they were being eth- uh, ethnographers, or I can't say the word now, uh, <laughs> anthropologists, anthropologists, well, they would just watch, wouldn't they? You would. It's as if they're not there. It's. How would you feel about some little forest foresters I mean, watching you? You're in a meeting, you're like, don't mind them, they're my ethnographers. <laughs> Let's put it in your terms, Ryan. It's like a big brother. It would be like big brother, yeah, but little brother. They sit and watch <laughs> and they do not interact. <laughs> don't yeah. mind my forest foragers, they're, they're just watching me. I've work experience gone mad. <laughs> You know, the Duke of Edinburgh was sort of a god to some people in Vanuatu or islands in the Pacific. Prince Philip? Yes. A god? Yes. Okay. He was known as Big Chief Piccaninny Belong Mrs. Queen. <laughs> Is that true? You, I, I don't know whether you're just making this up now. Channel 4 sort of invited or paid for a number of those people from Vanuatu to come over to England to meet him. Right. And they sort of filmed this. It was in the winter and sort of they saw snow for the first time and sort of were looking at sort of the west. Are you thinking of Crocodile Dundee? No. Okay. <laughs> it's worth checking. Well, I just thought. <laughs> no, hang on. No, wait. It was Crocodile Oh, wait. Dundee. No, no, no. Is it Babe Pig in the City? I, I once to a good friend who liked all of that sort of stuff bought a video of Babe and put half a pound of bacon in it. <laughs> why would you do that? <laughs> why would you? That's hilarious. But why would you do that? Because it was bacon. It's a pig. Yeah. And she was a vegetarian. Oh, Paul. They all <laughs> took a turn at the end, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having Paul as your friend. I mean, um, we are your friend, right, Paul? <laughs> You've got a birthday coming up, haven't you, Ryan? Yeah. I'll I tell you what, I wouldn't mind some bacon. That sounds great. Yes, that does not necessarily compute to what's going to happen here. What are things you despise or don't uh, deal with at all, Ryan? That's more to the point. It's a good job. Instead of babe, he actually liked Dumbo. Not <laughs> an elephant steak. Well, now you know how to dispatch Dumbo, at least. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always thought you were supposed to shoot an elephant in the eye. You're supposed to shoot an elephant in the eye? I thought that was, yeah, how you were supposed to do it, but... I think we've learned very clearly that the best way to attack an elephant is through the anus. Might I make a minor criticism, Peach? Absolutely. It's your job. It's Literally your job. <laughs> <laughs> there was too much about killing elephants. I wondered about that, but I kind of got carried away with... Yes, it was clear that you the, did. ...all of the detail of it. It was fascinating to me, uh, but I do understand that it may have been a little too much for the sensitive and or people not planning to hunt elephants in the near future. However, I am banned from London Zoo now. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what was your problem, Paul? 
Well, maybe one way to kill an elephant, but not three or four. Well, you didn't want you should to have, know. You should have I... gone one, the one with the shaft up the anus. That should be the one that you should have kept. <laughs> the anus technique. <laughs> Are you, um, is this the sensitive side of you showing? Did you just not want to hear the, the details about the sad stories of elephants being slaughtered? Well, no. Um, just... Is it just too boring? <laughs> Once, once I knew how to kill an elephant, I was done. I didn't need alternatives. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's not something that I particularly want to pick up in my day-to-day life. But you could. You could now. Next time you're at the circus. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you know you've got an elephant in your fridge? Footprints in the butter, isn't it? Something like that, yeah. Elephant jokes. I'm looking them up. <laughs> Okay, let's get back on. Let's get back on track. Why do we talk? No, about I want to tell an elephant joke. <laughs> <laughs> How many elephants can you get in a mini? I don't know. Four, two in the front, two in the back. What? Tusk, tusk, Peter, tusk, tusk. Oh, come on, that's pretty good. No, it's not. We need to get back on track. This is wildly inappropriate. You're just not going to, are you? <laughs> Still googling elephant jokes. Elephant jokes. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed the internet whilst we film these. It's uh, useful occasionally, but mostly distracting. <laughs> what do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? I don't know. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? An irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call an elephant that gets back onto the point of the podcast? What do you call an elephant that can fly? Dumbo. A jumbo jet. A propellant. I prefer jumbo jet. A propellant. Yeah, a it's a, there are so many answers to that question. The one that it gives is rubbish. <laughs> what do you call an elephant that never takes a shower? Smelly. A smellifant. These are good. But right? they can. They can. They can do it. No, they can do an auto shower. Can I suggest a spin-off podcast in which Ryan entertains himself reading terrible <laughs> jokes into an uncaring universe? What do you get when an elephant skydives? Flattened. A big hole. (laughs) Why do elephants never forget? Because their habitat is dying out and we are endlessly cruel to them. Because nobody ever tells them anything. I don't even (laughs) understand how that works on its own merits. Why did the elephant paint his fingernails red? So he could hide in a bowl of cherries? Yeah. Oh, I found it. How do you put an elephant in a refrigerator? You open the door and put the elephant in and then close the door. That was the fridge. Oh, that was the one you wanted to tell. So <laughs> yeah. this last you intended 20 to tell that joke. just because of that. <laughs> Pete, can you switch that thing off? I, what, Ryan? <laughs> I'll give it a go. I'm, I will try my best. <laughs> this is where I discover I'm actually a robot. There must be an emergency uh, power switch on Ryan somewhere that we yeah, can avail ourselves of. You don't want to press the restart button. I'll go to reboot. It'll be back to the beginning. <laughs> History happened everywhere. Oh, God. I might be better. <laughs> Get to, rid of some of these old things. Turn him on again. <laughs> yeah. So I have uh, a little bit of extra information 
that I've brought along because if you recall you said why did Jerome Lewis leave the jungle because or the forest rather because of the civil war because couldn't you just hide in the forest yeah like how they're not going to be like warring in the jungle exactly so I I did say I'd I'd ask him and he I did and he told me and he says the civil war affected the forest in limited and specific ways it was primarily marauding banditry so some of the yaka were recruited by bandit groups some of them were taken down to the front line to fight but actually most of them did just hide and retreat to the forest to pass the time but and this is the relevant thing for him they learned about the outbreak of the civil war from the world service in the deep in the forest and what they also heard was that europeans were being attacked and women were being raped so that's your trigger to go might not want to stick around here because actually we did talk a little bit about whether being a european would be afford some kind of protection but actually the exact opposite they're being targeted at this point so he says they moved closer to the big river so they could get some local news um they prepared a walking escape route into cameroon in case the north really kicked off and they couldn't get out through other means fortunately it didn't go too bad in the north and a friend in the logging company sent a small boat down river to pick them up his wife and his son who was seven years old at the time were evacuated with the other logging staff and a few weeks later he followed on so his son was seven i i assumed his children were babies but say so yeah seven years older so that must be a remarkable time to have spent years <laughs> imagine being seven years old and spending your, your life learning there that, that i mean that's a different way of growing up isn't it but surely he was he had friends and people that he was close to now having spent time with that community to then be like, right, we're going to go get on this boat. Anyway, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think from his point of view, as, as you said, the, a lot of the majority of them just, just ghost off into the forest. Cause I guess they're probably they, more skilled. At they're it, right? comfortable in the forest and the, the bandits, as bad as they might be, don't mm. have anything like the kind of skills they do. Whereas lugging whitey along with you is probably if anything something of a hindrance <laughs> asking a bunch of questions can barely dart his eyes around in danger and fear yeah yeah <laughs> paul um what were you doing at seven years old were you in a jungle my garden was overgrown but i wouldn't call it a jungle yeah fair enough <laughs> were you part of a gang because no. we talked about gangs and we talked about children being in gangs so were, were you part of a gang like i can imagine you growing up on your little chopper bike with your little mates wearing your little sailor outfit <laughs> with your oversized what? lollipop don't forget the oversized we've established paul that i always think of you as a child in a small victorian sailor suit holding an oversized whirly lollipop <laughs> whereas i imagine you in little lederhosen little little <laughs> german little boy i was an obnoxious little child you surely not of course i was obnoxious but were you part of a gang no unless you say friends are a gang but no did you join a gang in university like the bullingdon gang when you're invited to those things you're not you don't you don't join them i don't even know what the bullingdon club is what about mr brazzer though yeah so i i believe it was correct did you agree with me that he it's the only capital not to have changed its name since independence oh but no, I was thinking sort of Kinshasa was called Leopoldville, wasn't it? Yeah, they, for very clearly good reasons, went, yeah, let's get rid of that one. Yeah. Well, they haven't changed Pretoria, which is one of the capitals of South Africa. I tried it. No, not many, not many. So what about this notion of the good colonists? Like, de Brazza was a, a guy who had notions of fair trade and decency, which obviously didn't take because profit came first and he got sacked, as we know. But uh, you know, that equally, he is still a colonizer. What's what's your position on that? Could, do you think there was a, there's a possible golden age of Congo Brazzaville if if De Brazza had been allowed to do things his way? 
No, I, 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 I think is the answer because it would, it would always go, it would always go to corruption on one side or the other. Yeah, there's still someone asking. I mean, I guess what happened, you'd have got some version of where the people back home are saying, "Well, your neighbour is making a absolute heap of money from rubber and cruelty. Why are we not making nearly so much money?" Yeah, it's sort of their Belgium. You know, we've got surely we're better than Belgium. And they were. I think in Belgium it was a private company as well, wasn't it? It wasn't technically the Belgian country that was responsible. But... Yes, actually, it was it wasn't? Yeah, it was actually private property of the king up until about the nineteen twenties, I think, and then the government sort of, after all of the abhorrences that were carried out, sort of took it over and tried to make it a bit better. I think it's it's a really sad story, isn't it, the De Braza story though, because he does make he does sort of reappear. He gets to judge those people who have uh, been so awful, and they just do nothing at the end of it. It's a really tragic tale. Yeah, and then of course after independence, the same thing sort of happens again. And here, his bones are now being used for sort of political gain. Oh, let's we're the ones who built the mausoleum for him. Don't get me started on the bones. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan hates it when he gets moved. I really hate this. I hate that in history, people just keep moving bones around. When you die, I'm yeah. going to get your bones put on uh, <laughs> a model railway so that they're never still. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate that. But you'll you be dead. You see, I don't understand this. You'd be dead. No. I don't care what happens. Anyway, you'd be burnt, wouldn't you? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Depends how I die. Barbecue gone wrong? yeah i wouldn't like to eat that stay in this room any longer without the window open (laughs) it's more of a melt than a burn to be honest both of us are looking a little sweaty again it's weird yeah it's getting a little bit my hands are moist (laughs) (laughs) talking of that do you fancy buying a pair of sweaty flax pants paul (laughs) Uh, no, I don't. Have you not shifted them yet? No, they've not gone. They're, get, they're getting a little bit stinky. <laughs> when did you buy them? Was it the Austrian episode or something you bought them? And oh, then you realised that I they were... Sweden, I think. They were actually linen rather That's than right. flax. Because linen yeah. and flax are exactly the same thing. Yes, yeah, it, that was a learning. It was a mistake. It was an expensive mistake. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we learn, though. We learn by making the mistakes. So you yeah. don't have to. So, Pete, have we had any feedback? Well, I'm glad you asked me that because, yes, we have. Now, listeners may not be aware, but we do do uh, little videos and images and things on Instagram and on TikTok and on social media. uh, And we get comments on them sometimes. And we did get a comment on one of our videos that we did. Mm -hmm. We do videos and we use the the dating terms BC before Christ and AD, Anno Domini, after Christ. And they said it would be more inclusive, I believe, if you used BCE and CE. That is before the common era and the common era so the same date so zero is zero still the same instead of bc and oh, AD, there is no year zero uh i've heard recently though that there is no year zero I'd, I'd be interested in learning more about that over to you mr dursley well what was the year before the year one it was actually the year minus one god that must have been so confusing what year is it it's minus one what year is it next year one why didn't they go to zero but it was imposed after the thing and it was it was done in the sort of the medieval period and sort of they weren't that scientific then wait so what year was it at the time then 
So the first year is one. What did that? Yeah, but the people who lived. Well, they in, would have used. They would have used Roman years then. Well, what were the Roman years? Well, Roman years were um, AUC after the founding of the city. So number of years after the founding of Rome. So what are dog years? They don't exist. Dogs don't exist. Wow, we're learning so much. <laughs> dog years don't exist. Um, okay, right. Let's bring this back in. So we had a request from a listener who suggested that we change our dates from BCAD to BCECE. Okay, and what's what? It's not what's wrong with BCAD, but why should we use one over the other? BCE and CE, I think, are in more common use as a sort of academic standard. But what's the difference? Like, I don't get it. Well, what do you mean? The difference of what between... Well, why is he asking us to move from BCAD to, what was it? BCECE? Because it's some bloody hippie lefty. <laughs> ah, well, then we should definitely do it. Of course. No, but in all seriousness, Paul, what is it, what's the difference? There is no difference. It's, it's, it's just uh, political correctness. Oh, okay. Oh, well, then fine. I'm for political correctness, so let's do that. Yeah. I mean, it has got Christ in the name, right? Before Christ, Anno Domini, which means after Domino's. you get Domino's yeah, but pizza. Then, but then you could just easily say that uh, Christians think BC is before the Christian era, so... Oh, well, then yeah, that's so everyone's fine. happy. Everyone's happy, yeah, <laughs> except but, Paul Dursley. But, 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 you know, what about other other dating systems? Like, was it 14-something or other in Muslims and 5,700 and something in Jewish years? So, okay, what are you proposing? We should use all dates. Yeah, the first 40 seconds of any one-minute video will be the every <laughs> conceivable well, okay. dating system. <laughs> okay, you should just use plus and minus Okay, so as I understand it then, Christians use BC, AD. Uh, it's not just Christians, it's the Western world uses it. Okay. And in fact, the whole world uses it as the standard calendar, but there are also local calendars that are used as well. It's just, you know, it's historical that, you know, from the colonial era, it was decided to make everybody use the same one, which in a sense is logical that there is one. And obviously uh, there has to be one. It's, it's like, you know, why is English the lingua franca and not French? Well, it just is. It's how it happened. So. Okay. All right. Well, look, this is, there's one way of solving this. Okay. There's three of us. That means one of us gets the deciding vote. Let's, let's vote on it. Eyes to the left and nays to the right. So, Pete, are you, gonna, are you for or against change? Well, I think we should change because it's simple. We're not changing the actual system. We're not going to a crazy unknown system to any of us. It's the same numbers. We're just accommodating other faiths. All right. So that's four against. I'm voting for <laughs> BCECE. Okay, uh, I'm also going to vote for the reasons you just gave. Um, uh, Paul? Well, it doesn't matter because it's in, your, it's in your little videos and I have nothing to do with those. As the judge, I feel like you should cast the final judgment, though. So I think like it's more official if you say it and we voted for it. So you should say it. You're like the returning officer. So if you could just say, no, we I'm have not. formally agreed that we are going to use the superior, the superior BCE system. system. If you could say that, that'd be great. You're the judge, so it formalises these things. No. That doesn't formalise it, though, and we, we really do need it. And no, you don't. If you could just say it, though, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying you have to abide by it. I'm just saying you have to formalise it. We've we agreed going into this voting system that... that what voting came... system? It was just pulled up at a random by you, by you three minutes ago. I tabled the motion. 
We took a vote on it. Two, the, the, the votes came back two against one. We had an extensive debate. We had an extensive actually, I never, I wasn't even allowed to vote. Actually, if you remember, you said no. I did not. I was started to speak, and then you said, right. I said. Whatever I say is irrelevant. Yeah, that's true. So what's your vote? Well, it, does, I, it doesn't matter. But you want to vote, so vote. Um, I spoiled my ballot paper. Oh, my Lord, that was an unexpected turn. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you was going to do like that thing they do in America where they'll filibuster for 48 days. For long enough. <laughs> until we record the next podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Yes, those sort of things do annoy me. But I don't really give a toss. Let's move with the times. So, if you could just formalise the agreement then. No, let's move on. But it was a vote and it needs to be formalised. <laughs> He's been in... It's, it's all that Dennis uh, Sasu and Geso business in the last episode. He's been inspired by someone who can stay in power endlessly in, with fraudulent elections. Go on, Paul, just give us a fine and I can move on. Fine. Right, I'm using that. Thanks. <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm going to edit that and just so you'll say fine and I'll cut at that point. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's kind of it. I think we need to go to the verdict now. Paul, anything else? Do you need to take into consideration before you pass your judgment? Anything else I need to take into consideration? No. No, I think I've made my mind up. Okay, let's do it then. I th- I think first of all all praise for your guests Pete I think they did a really good job explaining and it was a very good academic episode because the sketches left a little bit to be desired I Your will... Honor may I approach the bench <laughs> <laughs> Objection your honor Why We thought they were hilarious We thought they were quite funny yeah Okay. <laughs> um, so overruled. It wasn't even overruled. It was like ignored. <laughs> B minus. B minus. B minus. Mm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. Yeah. He'll make it up to a B plus when he's been ravaged by elephants. You'll regret it then, Paul. That's all I'm saying. I'm not annoyed. You're not bitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your Honour, thank you for your judgment. Peter, do you have anything that you want to say? Yes, I just want to say thank you again to Cassie and Jerome, who were excellent and made it all happen. I was a mere cipher for their wisdom and learnings. Wonderful. All right, very good. That was this week's The Verdict. So let's talk about next week. Yes, very special and a different approach. So tell us about it, Pete. So we are celebrating the European soccer football event called the Euros. It's a national competition amongst European teams. So we have, as a special episode, divided the podcast into two halves. We're going to take one half each, a Euros country and a Euros year. And the topic will be pulled from the standard old hat of every week. That's right. So I've got Denmark in the year 2008. And the topic was blue. 
Yes, and I have Germany in the year 1964 and the topic of business. Business, 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 business. Yeah. What's your thoughts on that, Paul? You excited about football? Do you like football? Uh, not really. As a sport, it's okay, but it's not really a sport anymore. It's a business, and that's why I don't like it. Ooh, that suits me fine. <laughs> Are you excited for our football special? No. Can we ask that for next week, next verdict of the, the verdict of the next episode, you wear a referee's outfit and a judge's wig? So we were thinking you could be the referee rather than the judge next Okay, uh, well, next s- send me a whistle. Okay, yeah, and some cards, yellow card and a red card. And a blue card. <laughs> and a business card. <laughs> You're lucky. You see, I did, get right to, I did get right to the end. You got to the end. Well done. Well done. I mean, I kind of hope that would be the least you do each week, but okay. (laughs) Okay. So that's the show for this week. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that. Uh, it's the usual place, hhepodcast at gmail.com or through any of our social media. You can reach out to us and say hello and we'd really love to hear from you. And if you get in touch, you never know, you might actually appear on one of our future shows. And if you really want to appear on our future shows, we will always read your email if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, and we say Apple Podcasts because Google and the others don't actually do the rating and reviewing. If you listen to those, that's great. Feel free. But if you could just rate and review for us on Apple Podcasts as well, that'd be great. Yeah, and we've got a whole bunch of social media out there. Um, so have a click at those. Pete was talking about TikTok earlier. Have a look at some of our little mini history happened every bites. What is TikTok? TikTok? I've heard of it. It's a video hosting platform. It does little short videos and we put little short videos on. Okay, you haven't sold it to me. I don't think I'll be looking at that one. No, it's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, But we will be back again very soon uh, with our next episode. And if that's too long to wait, you can go back and listen to all our old episodes on hhepodcast.com or on your podcast provider or on YouTube or on Spotify. It's really up to you. Yeah, there's quite a lot out there. Anyway, so I guess that's it, right? And all that's left to say is... You've been listening to... History happened everywhere. The Verdict. Okay, Gamora. (laughs) No. She is a character in Guardians of the Galaxy. So is there a Sodom as well? Ronan the Accuser. I've heard of Ronan the Barbarian, but I don't know about that. False. Ronan the Accuser is real. Ego the Living Planet. What? Ego the... No. No, that one's real. Okay, there's only two more. Can you double your score? Drax the Destroyer. False. No, that one's real. And finally, is this character from Guardians of the Galaxy Mantis? True. It's right. He's got, He's got one. one. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty good. Did you read any comics when you were a young'un? Well, I used to read Tintin books, so I suppose they're hmm. comics. So I think what we've learned there is Paul loves comics. <laughs> definitely my takeaway. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you cut. I hope you cut this bit out. No, this is definitely going in. 